0: Welcome to the Beauty in the Network podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Jones, marketing and strategy coach to beauty pros and creative service-based business owners that are ready to ditch the hustle. I went from struggling solo bridal beauty artists to managing a agency of 17 bridal hair and makeup artists that services four states. Tune in to learn how to start, scale, and maintain a sustainable business that does not require the hustle. Learn from myself and other industry experts of how we created our dream businesses and how you can start stepping into the truest version of your own CEO self. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty in the Network podcast. It is Jasmine, and I'm back with a solo episode. And today, I want to talk about something that is really going to be a game changer for your business. And that topic is creating an email sales sequence for your inquiry process. Now before I even dive into this conversation, I really want you to start thinking about how you are currently leading people to booking your service right so for me I have an inquiry process I have a booked client process and I have a process that I do whenever I'm done with a booked client so let's say like their wedding is done and I actually send them links to leave me a review online so I have three major phases of my email process and these steps have literally helped me automate so much of the back end of my business. And it is because I'm using the buyer's journey, aka the pathway to a sale. Now, if you are not familiar with what a buyer's journey is or the pathway to sale is, I'm just going to break it down in this little quick vis- visualization. So, close your eyes. If you're if you're if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but close your eyes and think about a upside down triangle, right? So at the top of the triangle, that is where your visibility is actually gaining you new eyes in your business, right? Now, going a little bit down that actual upside down triangle so it would look like a funnel underneath your visibility is your marketing so your marketing has one job and that job of your marketing is to pique interest in your brand in your services so that those new eyes can read your content read your posts read whatever you have on your website and turn into somebody that inquires with you now underneath that marketing phase, then you have your sales experience. Your sales experience is what is mapped out with your emails. And what I have found out after working with, you know, bridal artists, um, creatives, anybody that is, you know, selling and they have to do a little bit of client communication before they actually book you, is that You are using your email sales process similar to how you're creating content on Instagram. So your content on Instagram, Facebook, your website is supposed to pique interest, like I said, but you're also peaking interest in your sales process when really your sales process needs to close the deal because your content already got them interested. They already got a small introduction into your brand, what you were about, who you serve, and how you can service them. And now with the sales emails, your inquiry process, that is where you are needing to close the deal. So the conversations are going to be completely different. You're not sending out A whole paragraph of what your brand is about and all of the things i'll get a little bit more in detail to that but i just wanted to give you that quick little rundown so that you understand what the pathway to sale or the buyer's journey looks like and it's basically in summary you are strategically creating your profiles creating your marketing content creating your emails to work together as one big system that attracts and converts clients for you on repeat on repeat right so now that we got that out of the way so like i said the biggest mistake that i see is that people are using their inquiry phase to say, congrats on your engagement and this is what we're about and all of the other things. And it's literally like six paragraphs in the first email and that is aggressive. (laughs) That is aggressive. And what this is actually doing is, you're causing your lead to book somebody else because of the process. It's overwhelming, it has too many steps, it's too wordy, right? You wanna get straight to the point. For me, whenever I have somebody who inquires with me, it takes me about three emails to actually get them to book. Now sometimes it takes five and those bonus two emails are just some follow up emails. And if you don't send follow up emails, please know. People have lives. People have to go to work. People have to take care of their family members. People are stressing out about life in COVID, in the pandemic. So just because you send an email and you don't get a response back, that doesn't mean that they don't they're not interested it might mean they read it when they were at work and they forgot about it. So when you send a follow-up email, a lot of people when I send my follow-up emails are like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I've been so busy. Um thank you so much for checking back in. Yes, I definitely do still want a customized proposal. These are the, the answers to your questions or whatever it is, right? Based upon your system. So That's just a side note, if you're not sending follow-up emails, you are leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, So that is number one. You are overwhelming people with your current process. And how I want you to start thinking about your process is really brain dump. For me, I'm a sticky notes kind of girl. I was live and as, as someone was like, yes, all of the sticky notes, like I need to see it on paper. I need to map out, okay, at the first email, I'm just going to give them a quick little introduction to my brand and I might send out my my brochure with my prices on it and I'm just going to tell them hey I'm going to check in with you in the next 24 to 48 hours to give you the next steps right now that's a quick overview now of course there's a little bit more strategy behind that you can go out and try and do you know what I just said but there's a strategy to how you set up your brochures when you're sending out prices there's a strategy to how you in your emails there's a strategy to how you're putting your email signature on your actual emails right so there's a deeper strategy into setting up your emails to work for you so that it is more repeatable so here are the steps that you need to utilize when you are creating your own inquiry sales process and it's only three steps the first phase is development phase. This is so huge, friends. This is so huge. You want to create your development phase. And your development phase is basically what I just said with the sticky notes. You want to break it down. Okay, I have my contact form. Once they have submitted their information with my contact form, then my CRM system, I use HoneyBook. Um, if you haven't had a chance to test out any CRM systems, Um, I will leave a free um, week trial link in the show notes. If you want to test out HoneyBook, I am an educator with HoneyBook. So if you test it out, you don't have to put any like credit card information in or anything like that. But when you actually test HoneyBook, you can test it for for a week for free. And if you do decide like, okay, HoneyBook is the jam, then you can go ahead and sign up and with my link, you can get 50% off for your very first year so 50% off for your first 12 months so your development base you want to map it out what is step 1 obviously they have to inquire with you now If you don't have a CRM system, you might say, email me and do X, Y, Z, give me this information. So you might want to have that as an automated responder. So if you don't have a CRM system, have an automated responder over on your Facebook, on your Instagram page. Hey, thank you so much for, um, you know... Um, checking out and requesting availability for um, you know my business, here are some questions that will help me create a customized proposal and it might say what 's your email you know how many people are getting ready um, what services are needed what's the time frame you know whatever questions you need because the questions are based upon <clears throat> Excuse me. The questions are based upon your own business. For me, since my team and I service four states, I need to know what state you're getting ready. I need to know what time frame you're getting ready because I have some additional things that. Um, I do put into consideration whenever I am building out the strategy behind my contact form, but that's a whole nother segment. Um, But when it comes to your contact form, what is the email that goes out first once somebody inquires? Now, if you do have a CRM system, you have a huge advantage because you can put a lot of your communication on autopilot. So you don't manually have to show up and send the message or type it out, right? So email number one, that's your automated email email number two is where you either accept or deny that booking now this is something that i like to help my clients with when it comes to accepting or denying a booking you want to have a little bit of strategy based upon the actual clients that you take right? So for me, every single inquiry that comes in through our door, we are not going to take it because we do have a service minimum. Now with that service minimum um, for my team on Fridays or Saturdays, I don't want to take a wedding unless it's over a thousand dollars. Why? Because I want to utilize my team and I also want to make sure that I'm not overworking myself. The year that I had my team the first full year that I had my team back in uh 2018, um, I we had, I don't even know how many weddings we had. It was definitely over like 60, and I had a lot of bride onlys, and it was just I just want wedding hair, I just want wedding makeup, and I had a lot of solo bookings. And even though we worked a handful of weddings, I was burnt out. I was burnt out. I was tired. I was profitable, but I didn't have time to actually enjoy the business that I created. So when it comes to the dates, the weddings that you are actually accepting, just as well as they can like pick and choose who they want to work with, you can do the same exact thing. You get to pick and choose what clients you wanna work with. For me, if I see any red flags, sorry, we're booked. Here's some recommendations. I'm not dealing with the Kappa Cray Cray. I'm not dealing with the Bridezilla. Because I know that what I accept to choose to to you know be in my bubble and be in my energy, I'm only gonna attract more of what I'm accepting. So <clears throat> excuse me. So be mindful of that so like i said email number two is going to be either accept or deny that booking now if i am accepting that booking i've already done a little bit of strategy they've already gotten my my price menu. Like I said, the price menu needs to have a little bit of strategy behind it, how you're mapping out your services, what you're saying in your service breakdown. All of those things are so important. So when it comes to the actual acceptance email, hey, we're available for your date. Here is some more strategy for you. You want to get your leads talking to you. This is a huge game changer for one of my clients. Um, she's a premium artist in her location, as well as a lot of my clients. They are the premium artists in their location. And to become the premium, you need to know how to lead the show. And when you lead the show, people are attracted. They're like, oh my gosh, I just love how they have this set up. It's so straight to the point. And I already can tell that this is not their first ro- rodeo. If you're charging premium and you don't have a specific mapped out inquiry phase, you are turning people off. And this is why I'm so I'm such a nerd about this process. So when you're sending your acceptance emails, um, I have a little bit of strategy that I utilize. And it's basically some questions to get people talking back to you. Now, these questions are totally up to your business. Like I said, my team and I, we work in four different states. So we personally work with a lot of destination brides some local brides. Um, Sometimes we have brides who just want to request me, some brides that just want to request the team. So the questions that you're asking is going to help fill the gap of your contact form. You don't want to send out a whole like medical looking form as your inquiry form, right? You don't want to have, you know, more than 10 questions on your inquiry form, even less, probably eight. So you're not getting all of the information up front because you want to utilize that to get them talking to you. So that's all I'll say about that um, because that's more so of what I um, share in my uh, my coaching programs like Beauty... Um, beauty- biz 360 and um strategy sessions just because i can take a more um personal look into your business to see what questions would really be beneficial for your business so you ask these questions and they start talking back to you and then email number three is you sending them your actual contract your proposal now that is my main inquiry Process Like I said, I have two bonus emails that are follow-ups, and you want to utilize not just the email itself, but you want to be strategic in what subject lines you're actually using. Um, You want to be very strategic, very intentional, because that can lead to somebody clicking open on your email or not what is the subject line? Is it straight to the point? Is it clear? Does it make sense that it's coming from your business, that it's about, you know, bridal wedding services or whatever it is? Are you utilizing strategy in your subject lines? So, That is just a quick little overview of my process of how I utilize the development phase, right? That's just the development phase. Map out your emails, right? And like I said, mine has three emails. Now, after we have the development phase, you want to go into the testing phase. Now, the testing phase is so important and a lot of people skip over this. They just create the emails and are like, this is the flow. But are you actually seeing, okay, well, I just created this email, but I'm realizing I'm still getting ghosted. Maybe let me switch things around. Let me change, you know, this email from actually being um, just an email that sends out my proposal to maybe it being um, a questionnaire or maybe it being, you know, uh, a package brochure or whatever it is, right? This is your business. Run it how you want to. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, I continue. But this is your business. Run it how you want to run it. Have full creative, like, just have full creative, like, creation and how you want people to perceive your business. Remember, you get paid based upon your perceived value. And if your sales process doesn't feel like It matches the perceived value that you're trying to put off, especially if you want to be the premium or a luxury artist, then you're going to have a disconnect with the high-end clients that you are attracting. So there's that test out your emails right test it out see if there's any gaps see if people are falling off at a certain spot see if people are still asking you know questions that you might can you know link in a q a form right so this is going to help you perfect your system this is going to help you perfect your experience personally for me I love to survey my clients. Surveying my clients has led to. Me strengthening my business, me expanding in four states, me adding more stylists to my team because I am very analytical. I love to test things out and I had to learn to test things out because what I used to do is I would just have emails and I would say, oh my gosh, nobody's booking me. It's probably because of my prices. Nobody wants to pay. It's because of the pandemic. I need to raise, I need to lower my rates. I need to meet people where they're at. Maybe I'll get them to book if I offer them a discount. No, no, friend. And the reason why testing is so important is because you will assume that the reason that somebody is not booking you is for whatever thought that you have in your head when really it's your verbiage. Really, it's the presentation. Really, it's you might need to shift email number three to email number one. And I need to just add in another step here that really clearly maps things out so that people can visually see what they're actually paying for right you want to approach it not just from your perspective but from your client's perspective right so you have your development phase you have your testing phase and then you have your phase where you actually automate it because now it's been fine tuned. This is when you can set it and forget it. And sometimes people set it and and forget it too soon and it causes them to go back and backtrack. This is something that I am so familiar with because I get ideas, I have inspiration and I just want to move on it now and I'm just like, I'm going to create this, this is what I'm going to say and boom, it's done. And I just set it on an automation and I just let it do its thing, but I don't go back and check. How is this actually working? Is there anything that I can do to make the system stronger? Is there anything that I can do to make this experience a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more straight to the point? What can I take out that is not is not needed, right? This is how you grow your business. This podcast is all about starting, scaling, and maintaining your business. And one of the requirements of you actually doing that is you have to now step into the CEO role of your business. And to operate like a real CEO, we see where the gaps are in our business, and we go and we fix it. And we fix it by getting to the root cause of the issue. And the root cause of the issue is not making our prices lower. It's not offering discounts. It's not feeling bad because we think nobody has money because we're in the third year of this pandemic. It is how can I create these emails so that I can really give people the experience that is really going to highlight how professional my brand is so people know that I'm serious about my craft. So if you are somebody who is just trying to really perfect your inquiry phase, um, I have something for you, my friends. So I have been in my newsletter for the last like, what, two, three weeks. And I've had a handful of people ask me like, Jasmine, do you create templates? Do you sell templates? Do you make templates for people? And you guys know that I am queen of typos. Well, you might not know that over here. But Audio, voice, speaking is my jam because I don't have to write anything down. So for so many people to ask me about, you know, templates and can I help them and do I have anything for sale? I actually created a new project and that new project was my bridal beauty business templates vault now in this templates vault it has 10 emails y'all and these 10 emails are emails that i use in my business to get myself paid and booked when it comes to booking my uh booking my premium bridal beauty clients and Also my clients, my clients have had success with this. Now their emails are a little bit more personalized to their own business, to their own expertise, to their own specialty and uniqueness, but I have some plug and play, I have some copy paste emails that you can use for your welcome emails, your follow up emails, your we are available for your date. An email to use when you send your contract not the actual contract itself but it's gonna say hey linked below is my contract and really just giving a little bit of strategy behind what you're saying, what subject lines you're using, and when you're actually sending what email, along with um, some bonus emails when it comes to automated responders that you can use over on your Facebook or Instagram when people are asking about rates so that you no longer have to be the person that's managing all of your accounts. You really want to start scaling back your time as your business is growing so that you don't create a longer to-do list for yourself. But these templates are going to help you close the sale. It's going to help you look professional. And if you have an automated system, like I said, if you don't have one, I'll put a link in my show notes so that you can test out HoneyBook. So I'll put two links there in the show notes, the HoneyBook link as well as a link to check out the emails that I have because it took me a while to create these emails because I wanted to make sure that everything was spelled right and I really wanted to make it, you know, look really nice and really pretty for you all. So. If you want to shop those goodies, um, this week I'm actually having a pre-sale. So each day the price is going to go up. The price point that it's going to be set at is $97. And I think right now it's at $75. So go ahead, use the link in my show notes and check them out, friends. And if you already are like, okay, well, I already got emails. My emails are already doing what it needs to be doing. Then try out Honey. Book friends, see if HoneyBook is the CRM system that is going to be helpful for you. And if you have any questions for me, always feel free to connect with me over on Instagram at Beauty in the Network. I always answer all of my messages. It takes me a little minute to get to all of them, but I always do respond. So if you have any questions for me, feel free to connect with me over there. And I cannot wait for you to check out these emails because I'm really proud of it. But you go ahead and enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat with you, babe, soon. Bye.